Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. With me, Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, Andy Harrison, Jamie Martindale, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket. I've got a good fat fun fact for you. I've had changing rooms. Have I ever told you that? And welcome back to episode twenty-six of the Cow Corner podcast. You can't, you can't put that on. And welcome back to episode twenty-six of the Cow Corner podcast, the Christmas special. And uh, as always, I am joined by. The man with the Birmingham lead son, Andy Harrison, Jamie Martindale, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. So, welcome guys, how are we? All very well, thank you. How are you? Good, James, thanks, James. James. what episode is this, sorry? Why haven't I got a title? Well, have you, well, have you, got, it, have you got any... Just, we, it was Martin, we, but unfortunately why, he's now taken. Why is mine wildly <laughs> inaccurate? Bearing in mind the current climate and the way, as we're going to oh, later... Yeah. I'm called the King of the Hoppers, and yet I'm, there's only 50% of this quorum have remained loyal to their clubs this winter. True. I think we should change you from the King of the Hoppers to the loyal one. Mr. Loyal. Mr. Thank loyal. Yeah. I don't know, Joss. I think we'll you've, had, you, you've had more clubs than Ryan Lockley, mate. So. <laughs> I get paid as much. <laughs> <laughs> Joss, you can't be King of the Hoppers. You resigned in disgrace last season. So. <laughs> i in disgrace. <laughs> we could call you King of the Cop, couldn't we? Cop, 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 family podcast. <laughs> it's not I'm looking forward to going to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Mr. Loyal, uh, just said it. <laughs> Why, thank you. So, yeah, as it is as it is Christmas, uh, Christmas time is a time for getting together, catching up on the years past and drinking copious amounts of alcohol whilst playing a multitude of terrible games. And here at the Cow Corner, we are going to be doing exactly the same. I think we've all started already. And we even had our own little secret Santa, which went on pre-recording. Pre-pizza. 
free pizza, and it, it was the it was the brainchild of Andy Harrison, who is checking his phone for <laughs> yeah, some reason. Sorry, sorry. I, mean, I don't know why. That's Andy. Yeah, just, just a, was that yeah. another offer? No, or? Just had a oh, message okay. from Malcolm Surfit, my good mate. Pound a um, game. Come Josh, back. just be quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just had a bit of a thought that why not have a little secret Santa and a uh, bit of fun, um, and it, you know, fiver ahead, take the piss, you know. Something, something stupid. So, uh, are we going to go through what what we had? Well, or... Andy, you can afford a fiver with your move. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, half an hour, isn't it? That's half a game. Yeah. Um, yeah so, well, Jamie, Jamie got. Uh, what did you get, Jamie? Uh, I got a book by Bob Taylor, former wicketkeeper, um, basically giving me tips on how to wicketkeep. Because I've never done it before up I, until last season. I think, season I think the book's going to struggle there. <laughs> I think you're unteachable. I mean that is fair. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to deny that. I am. I am utter shite. Let's not be, let's not be around the bush. <laughs> Talking of utter shite, I got given uh, fielding gloves, <laughs> some stick mitts <laughs> from. From thank you very much, and Joss. I, I so whoever got me mine was obviously knows me very well. I got um. A Santa hat with attachments for a bottle on each side and straws leading down to my mouth, which is perfect for me. So thank you very much, Mr. Secret Santa. And Andy? I've got a nice uh, framed... Um, it's not signed for me, Jamie, unfortunately. But uh, It's not signed because that would devalue it. A signed score sheet from the game I scored my... Um, oh, here we fantastic go. Fantastic. <laughs> probably the best 100 ever seen. Have you scored a 100, Andy? Not, not out. Not yes. any hundred. So I printed off the uh, scorecard off play cricket and just highlighted your name with the batting and actually your three over spell bowling. Yeah. So well, Jamie you know, also known as the not so secret Santa. <laughs> well, Andy this did is the draw true. for it. So, 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 if, so if, you're, <laughs> if you are brand new to the podcast, Andy scored a Birmingham Lee ton. If you aren't new to the podcast, Move on. Yes, you definitely know about it by and now. If you are new to the podcast, you probably know about it anyway. <laughs> I t- though something, something, something that I didn't realise, Andy, you actually lost the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell you that no, bit, did he? No. <laughs> it's not the point. I've got, I've got the sheet here. Let me just. They knocked them off with let, fifteen overs let, to spare. Let me just. Because Andy bowled too many 90, overs. Ninety-four for seven. I presume you only bowled three overs that day. You only bowled three overs that day because you were absolutely shattered. Three overs for Is sixty-four. Yes, yeah, so I probably never. It wasn't for thirty. Five, it was called. 64, I said. Shattered. When I'm 64. No, I, I, uh, I was obviously shattered because I'm not used to batting. <laughs> well, it's, it's, quite, it's actually quite funny, actually, because I was speaking to my dad uh, about this earlier, and he was like, well, Andy, what does he do? I was like, he's a bowler. He's like, really? He's a bowler? <laughs> but he talks about his batting all the time. So <laughs> surely he just eats. <laughs> my, my dad doesn't even play cricket, and he knows about Andy's Harry Does he listen to the podcast? The uh, occasionally. Well, that's how he knows that. <laughs> He's his son. Does he open his windows occasionally? That's how he knows that. He's one of the two listeners we get every week. Oh. Who's the other one? To be honest with you, Hill. Me. It's quite nice to know you've actually got a fan. No, uh, he's got a new fan. You've got a new fan. Oh, Mr. Ed Blunt. Yes. 
yeah. young lad from Beacon, someone I know very well. Big oh. fan of the podcast. Big fan of the podcast. Top guy as well. Very, he's a, very he's a good lad. Very fun guy. I, I, I think. Like I think the Birmingham League lads didn't take too kindly to the fact that he didn't know who they were, and he was more <laughs> disappointed that they weren't Andy Harrison and Joss Elliott, to be honest. But um, and not me. Well, he yeah, said, ja- "Do Jamie, you know Jamie Martindale?" And when yeah, they said no, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's it's just nice to have you here, Jamie, because it's it's a bit emotional. Uh, this is my second consecutive yeah. oh, know, podcast. Thank yeah, you. It's, get, it's too much, actually. Yeah, go away. <laughs> right, welcome back. <laughs> if if it is anything to go by, anyway, my my dad's favourite podcaster is Joss. He is uh, a big fan of Joss. He thinks he pulls it all together. Uh, which your, your dad's pretty <laughs> fucking lame, isn't he? Well, like as pulling it's something. a special Christmas edition, I can assure you, your dad won't be able to understand me by the end of the, <laughs> by the, end of the podcast. So I'm already on my fourth beer, and we've just started. So apologies in advance, Mr. Hill, Martin. <laughs> so yeah, so hi, Martin. I also got the lads some uh, presents. I got them. Well, why don't you talk about them? We've got very, very nice jumpers. Obviously, modelled really well by Jamie. Modelled so, probably non, better non, by the Birmingham League lads non, at their non-stop. podcast last night. Well, that's true. Yeah, that is some good-looking lads there. Non-stop showing off, Jamie. Take a photo every five minutes. Put it on Instagram. That's on the old Instagram, didn't it? And then we've had other presents, and uh, I've got a nice. Well. <laughs> Exactly the same as what I've got received by Santa. So, um, so I've got two of them. So from now on, if you walk into my house, you haven't got a house. You'll live at home, Andy. <laughs> Shut up. We do. And also, he hasn't got two Birmingham League tons. Don't be fooled. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Unlike bowling. Craig Heath, he's got <laughs> double double hundred in the Birmingham one's League. One's my bowling. Um, I'm going to have it in the hallway. So when you walk in my house, you see it. And in the downstairs toilet, there's going to be. It's going to be on the wall, so when you take it... I can wipe my arse on it. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell we've all had a beer or three. Uh, So what did you have, Joss, anyway? I had had the the same jumper as everyone's got, which is fantastic. I love it. Um, I also well, got, I know, yours wasn't the same as Andy's. Andy's was a 3XL. Oh, yeah, sorry, mine wasn't a marquee. Um, but I also got this stuff. I've never heard this stuff before. It's called Tipex. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know why it's been given to me. But I know James Hill does know that I score occasionally. And he Badly made reference to this. But I've not, if anyone could let me know what I need to... What this Tipex stuff is for. So I've certainly never had need for it before. I might donate it to Nicky Morris, actually. But I don't know. We'll see. And James, you also bought me uh, an apron that has holders for beer pong. Mm. which has already gone on my Instagram. If anyone wants to give me a follow, JCD Martindale. <laughs> Lovely little pug there, Jay. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm pretty sure those... Uh, oh, let's get them out. Let's get them out. Let's fill them with beer and we'll do it throughout the do it throughout the episode. Yeah, but I can't sort of sit down with it on because I'll just crunch up. Scrunch up. Let's say, let's, let's put them out. Let's put beer in them. If you miss, if you don't get it in, you have to drink one. And it gets refilled. If you're you not get be it, drunk enough. If you <laughs> if you get it in, James, you're already pissed. I think. If you if you get it in, you have to nominate someone who who drinks it. Oh, awesome. Okay, we'll please do that nominate then. me. <laughs> I'll have my hand up. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's well, we've got another bumper episode planned. A lot of it transfers and transfer rumors because there's a lot of catching up to do and that's all that's happening this time of year isn't it and uh, we know that's the only reason you listen so this is what's coming up on tonight's Christmas special Cow Corner Podcast on episode 27 of the Cow Corner Podcast the not so Christmas special 
We talk about the new Shropshire County Cricket League survey, what the results might mean and what's to come, what impact that might have on certain clubs, the rumours that we hear from that, and all of the latest transfer news, rumours, and much, much more on another bumper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. So before we get on to all the fun stuff, we'll we'll start off with the uh, what's been going on. Um, all the clubs have been sent a survey by the league uh, asking for their answers on what they want to do in the coming season with various options, Joss. Yeah, I'm keen to, to see the results on this. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, I think the main thing for me were around the number of overs that people want when they want to start. And the, the tease remains a big talking point. Now, I, I think... I'm certainly going by my, my my own vote that 40 overs will be the um, the consensus. Um, personally, the earlier we start, the better for me. Mm. Just get the game done and then have a beer, whatever you need to do. You're usually done by five past one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we bat first. <laughs> and um, and the tea, the teas. Um, I suspect this could be a, another nail in the coffin of cricket teas, which. Playing for Albury is a real shame because we do have great tees at Albury. But I do suspect that having had the season we had last year with people bringing their own tees, that could become the norm. Regardless of, you know, hopefully this vaccine, which I think we'll talk about later on, does have the effect we all want it to have and we go back to normal. Maybe not next year, but the year after. But I think having had, by then, will have been a couple of seasons without tees being provided... Mm will become the norm and I, and I get that because it, it makes sense in mm. a way a lot of people have dietary requirements and mm. whatever and I mean you've got this no you've got the Sussex League which have recently voted against having cricketers as well isn't it and I know it's a topic that we brought up quite a few times but do we think that this could be the end of cricketers I think uh, for me personally it's been quite nice just bringing my own thing and just eating a small amount and then going into the field rather than don't get me wrong, it is lovely when you go to somewhere that's put on an amazing spread, but walking out <laughs> to the field feeling full is a completely different prospect to actually eating what you need. It's <clears throat> it's also a, a lot of hassle for these clubs as well, because I know there is clubs like Albury that y- you play for, both of you. Um, that still? Do a, haven't moved? Still, yeah, you haven't yeah, sent the ship. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you do a great tea at Albury. Um, we know that there's a few, there's a handful of clubs that everyone knows, legendary, do fantastic teas in Shropshire. Um, but I mean, in cricket, it's it's difficult because you, you do need a score every week. Um, you also need obviously somebody to do teas. It's hard to hard to run the show and and play cricket and do the teas yourself, isn't it? So there's a lot of people involved to try and to try and do teas. I mean, I, I know that a lot of clubs in Shropshire use the likes of Colum Delhi. Um, to, to bring the tees and they bring them uh, to your game and it, w- it works out quite well but um, I, I think I've, I've said um, on the podcast before when I was playing in Australia they do not do tees you go off you literally have a, a quick break um, you, they do put snacks on the side but it's not a tee um, and you rehydrate and I've got to be honest with you I, I, I was happier there because I know as a um, 
fat opening bowl of it likes to eat. Um, teas never used to do me any good, especially if we batted first. Mm. I think, I think one of the things as well is when you when you're at a club like Alberbury or Frankton, the the people who make the teas just do it out of the love of making the teas and kind of showing off the club, and it's mm. part of what what you would quote quote unquote traditional cricket is. Whereas there are other clubs where it's players doing it and or things like this and some people actually lose money in that regard to me I think Andy Andy hit the nail on the head there and he called himself a fat bowler who likes to eat <laughs> but I mean one of the other things that we brought up was earlier starts and I'm I'm definitely down for that I think I'm earlier down. starts are fantastic yeah. getting get in early and I mean for me as well it was you've got that time in the day where you're just sat around for an hour if you don't start early and you, you like you said Josh you, you're either done early and you can actually do something with the rest of your day or you can sit in the pub like we do and crack on James I've said it in the past that um, on previous podcasts that yeah that the earlier start time the no tees I mean it suits me down to the ground perfectly I prefer to finish a little bit earlier um, I don't think you need a tea I don't think you need a meal even if it's a cold meal well if I say cold meal actually some places do hot food as their tea I don't think you need it at 4 o'clock 3, 4 o'clock mm. that's not a meal time um, you mentioned the Sussex League uh, that was the clubs voting wasn't it the clubs voted mm. to have no teas in 2021 um, I think we have a slight maybe difference of opinion around this table Joss with respect the slightly older generation a bit more traditionalist should we say is that fair is that fair yeah, you would yeah, prefer them whereas us slightly younger guys okay we have been brought up with it but, but well, it, I'll, I'll go with it. You know, I, yeah. I, I absolutely get where you're coming from. Yeah. And if you bring your own tea, you know you're going to enjoy it. That is, yeah, that is well, true. That else, is true. You know. Well, I have, I have McDonald's on speed dial, so <laughs> deliver. What do you have for your main course? <laughs> Boogie. <laughs> KFC. You know. But I, I just think I don't think you need a tea at three, four o'clock. It's, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. I, I, it's I, a weird I, time to have. It just messes is, up your whole, your whole is. dietary. I mean, look, Regime, it, look it, I, I might have said this on the pod, previous podcast as well, but in an ideal world for me, personally, you start at 10 and you're bloody done by four and you have your, you have your meal, you have your tea at a proper bloody proper dinner time. Yeah, t- t- maybe 10 10, 10, 10, 10's yeah, a bit early. Yeah, yeah, fine, 10 is a bit early, but I do like the 12 o'clock starts, especially if you, if you bat first and if you're not in the top three or four, mm. you can sort of have half your dinner then, can't you? You can start your dinner as you mm. arrive, yeah. which is actually dinner time. Yeah. Um, and well, that, that, that's the thing. But it'll isn't be down it? to the clubs, won't it? Really? Yeah, surely. I think I think twelve o'clock as well is. I think it's not the optimum time because if people are working late and things like that, it still got gives them time to wake up and things. Like I don't that. know. Certainly, Albury have a few farmers that have commitments in the morning. They struggle to get there for twelve. Or one they struggle or to get there for one o'clock. Yeah, I've seen you start games with five. <laughs> It's unbelievable, isn't it? An opt to field first as well <laughs> yeah. when we won the toss. <laughs> that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've I mean, seen us play an evening league game with like four players at the start. So Matt Archon got his, well, nearly got his hundred. Did he jib it? <laughs> evening league. Explain. I helped him because I bowled. And he still jibbed it. <laughs> How did he? No, no, he jibbed a double something, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 10 o'clock might be a slight exaggeration for me, yeah, of course, especially as I've actually been working on Saturday mornings. But 12 o'clock starts, done by realistically what you've done no later than 6 6, six, six, six yeah. you've got your evening it's so much better isn't it because you, you, you finish the game and you it's not you can do what you want you, you know if you, especially if you've beaten a team quite convincingly you've done it like 4 o'clock and you're yeah. like well actually you know what especially if you've got 
family or persistent partners who enjoy your presence of a weekend, you know, you can actually go and do something with them. You know what I mean? Rather than feeling as though the game's finished and you're in the pub at 7.30 and you've only spent half an hour in the pub with the team and you're feeling like you have to leave early. But and I think it does a lot for club camaraderie. But another thing that's been... James, this, this survey that's gone out to clubs, I presume the results are just going to be like a guide, are they, for the league? Is that is that the plan? They're going to sort of use the results as a guide on what, what we will do next year in terms well, of teas so. and stuff. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, the plan. Yeah. That's, they, yeah. They've done it before. So I'm not, I'm they, I think they do it pretty much every year. They send us Okay, well, I'm not on the admin side. Of and and I, I know I know some some people accuse us of being league apologists, but I think it's a good idea, you know, seeing what seeing well, what the people the want. You know what I mean? Clubs. And it's 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 very good in that way. And I think the other the other thing that came out of it was, like you said, Joss forty overs, whether people want to do that. But also another topic was regionalisation of groups and leagues and divisions. What's uh, what would it, what's everyone's thoughts on that? Yeah, so I I I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this because I mean last year obviously I was just grateful to play any cricket at all. It was regionalised and it was good. Um, Apart but, from but, Beacon that spent half their well, week in but, we, we've we've but we've covered that many times <laughs> on previous podcasts. They, well, we I did up. feel sorry for them. Um, but but, but I'm not sure. You. I'm not sure that it. Um, but it's the way forward, really. Regionalisation. I'd rather stick to it as we were in, in 2019. Mm. I completely agree. I actually quite like. I, I've, I've got to say, I, I like going away to some of these clubs and, and having to travel to, to certain games. It's just nice to get away for the, yeah. And it's part part of part of the day out is yeah. yeah the pub crawl on the way back if you like. Yeah, or it's good. Whatever you do. We've we've done it for grasshoppers for years where, we we used to come back uh, and have a. A right pub crawl. We used to play Sundays every week, and uh, Keith Yap used to organise three or four pubs on the way back. Joss, and you've you've been involved in that, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Beacon Beacon could have stopped at Telford and Wellington every game. Well, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> some nice some nice pubs around there, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, on the on the overs thing though, I um, I I'm really in it, uh, really on the fence. Uh, I bet I, the fence I, is broken. We've all had a beer. Absolutely brutal. But um, I, I'm on the fence with... Uh, I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Um, I've always liked 50 over cricket because, it, it to me, I like watching ODI cricket, professional ODI cricket, like the likes of England and stuff, and I just like playing the same format as they play. Mm. Uh, but the 40 overs this year was, was quite entertaining I thought it was better um, in certain ways you finished earlier and you know as you and, say and uh, excuse my ignorance obviously yeah. we're moving on to when what do they do in the Birmingham League is it 50 overs mm-hmm. yeah 50 overs yeah Some, yeah again it's, well, it's, I think I think there'll be a divide in it I think you, you will find the Prem teams what I think will vote for more overs Agreed. Where, whereas then Absolutely. everyone Everyone else from yeah. the other leagues will probably go forty overs. I would, I would assume. I think that will be the divide of the three topics you've sort of mentioned to us. So the tees, the start time, and the overs. I think, I think there'll be a quite a, a majority in agreement of no tees and earlier start time. Mm-hmm. But I think there will be a difference in the length of overs between what Andy just said, the Birmingham League Prem. Sorry, the Birmingham League, the Shropshire Prem maybe Division 1 might be a mixture in Division 1 
but then division mm. two I mean, or below, I, I, I think they will stick yeah. at forty. And it's I think a, that's yeah. probably right. It's always something I thought about with, 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 with like the youth in cricket. I've always watched the. It's the a young, long day for a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, and playing anything more than forty overs, they just seem to drift away from the game. The last sort of 10, 20 overs of a game, they always seem to. So, Some, something know. I want to get rid of as well is one bowl, one bowler. Yeah, I'd love to get rid of fielding. Fuck fielding. Um, one thing I'd love to get rid of is one bowler being able to bowl as like a percentage of the innings it's if it's 40 overs you should be over, should be able to bowl eight, eight overs mm. if it's 45 nine if well, it's 50 it was, 10 and that and that's how it should stay it shouldn't i i think yeah i, I don't i think that's still a percentage of the overs but, still you, but you know but you know what i mean like you, you you turn up to one place and they've got one bowler and he'll bowl 18 overs or whatever it is well you know you know well you know what i mean 50 he'll bowl 15 he'll bowl 15 overs the days of andy bowling 18 overs not for 152 against um scott along gone 18.3 and i was on a hat trick thank you um but uh no they declared because they don't need milk it's only 15 um and that's in the win lose draw cricket and i do i do agree and i do know what you mean but um I still think, like you say, it should be if it's fifty overs, it should be ten overs each. And that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and obviously, like looking back at some of the old boys that played um, when I first started, and and the knee problems they've got. I mean, mm. with uh, a lot of stuff going on. I, I listen to Talk Sport quite a lot, and they're talking about dementia in uh, football and Stephen rugby. Thompson, isn't yeah, it? terrific. Uh, and I do genuinely think that we play that much cricket. I mean, God, I play Saturday, Sunday every week. Mm. I play midweek. My, my knees. I'm 32 and I've, mm. I have pains in my knees. You know, you have to I'm, take a lot of weight though. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> the buckles broke. <laughs> Taking some abuse tonight. It's relentless, isn't it? It's been a while. Though, it's been strong. You see, you give me a nice present. Look after me. Have a nice pizza. Butter you up for an absolute pasting. And now you batter me. Hey? But no, but there's I, more I, to come in transfer rumors. I, I, I agree because also you got you got to look at the other thing and not it's not just necessarily injuries, but again it's about getting juniors playing. What kind of junior wants to sit there and watch some old bloke who, who's bowled many overs in his life just bowl fifteen overs and then him be throw the ball or her throw the ball and and bowl three overs? You yeah. know what I mean? Get everyone involved. Get juniors playing, mm. and that's that's how we move forward. It does. It opens up opportunities. You're absolutely right. It opens it, up opportunities for, for for young lads to bowl. It, it amazes me that back in or the girls. Day, it, it amazes yeah. me back in Sorry. the day that there was some clubs who used to have two bowlers bowl 25-25. And I think to myself, how on earth they get eleven players on the pitch? Because yeah, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be that that bloke that does nothing yeah. uh, and and bats say seven and might not get a bat and, and just fields all day. I mean, imagine James Hill fielding all day. It's just <laughs> I was trying to think of someone who brains a bat seven and doesn't. You know, they probably ask you. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could bowl twenty five overs Hill just. To, <laughs> Hang on, I've okay. seen James Hill get a fourfer, cheeky fourfer. Yeah, look online, it's a yeah. threefer. Well, I know it's a three-four yeah, yeah. Come on. To be fair, they were on the nines. Wow. <laughs> Average age of twelve, mate. It, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. I thought you bowled quite well, Hill. Well done. Oh, thank you very much. Thank it's you. About your much. level there, son. <laughs> <laughs> on the thirteens. And finally, one of them, one of them had played cricket before. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the one that came up with the one that came up with no bat? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good look, Hill. Well done, mate. They, they, no, no, they got right fifth ball. <laughs> 
Well, you know what you know what Hurl did that day, did you? You know what you he know. He bolded the wickets. No, no. I, to be honest, though, after, after the after after the game, after the game, I had I had spoken to a few of them, and they they had they had actually played before. I think it was like their second game of cricket. Their first one they played for a team called Litchfield in 2017 or something. Exceptional, exceptional, James. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. Good for you. Good for me. Cheers, guys. Um, yeah, where, where we kind of left ourselves off as well last last podcast was uh, the awards for players of each division. Uh, ben Oakley won the North Group for Calverhall. Ben scored 413 runs at 59 with the bat and took 13 wickets at 16 point five four. Neil Bennett of Trisall won the Seven Valley Group. Nathan Whittingham, someone we've mentioned on this podcast before, um, won the Central and East Division three. We got Connor Glendenin. Have you have you heard of him? Is he? uh, I think he's been mentioned here on here before. Uh, Of Chelmarsh, he won South Division two. Then you've got Ben Chambers, another someone someone who's been mentioned quite a lot on this podcast before. The dragon goes to say we've got a, we've got a good eye for talent on this podcast. Mm. I think you know you you get spoken about on this podcast, you get moves to Wem, um, and <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, Ben Ben won the uh, West Division Two group. Uh, Ed Beard of Shifnall Second Eleven got the uh, Peter Byram Division One group, which featured Beacon, didn't it? Yeah, did I not get that? No, he didn't, uh, mate. Andrew, another, another lad, Andrew Swarbrick, another person who's mentioned, he's had a horrific injury. Have you seen that? He's dislocated his uh, ankle. I think I saw something. Yeah, I think you told me. Yeah, he got the John Rees Division 1 group. And then in, well, in the Prem, we've got two lads who have moved away from the clubs that they've won the won the awards for. Uh, Luke Thornton of All Scots, uh, who, who won it in the Clive Smith Premier. And... Uh, Dave Laird of Sentinel, one of a few players who've left Sentinel this off-season. Um, but we'll go on to that later on in the podcast. So, yeah, I mean, talking about that, I mean, I think we do have to address the elephant in the room. And uh, we did we did take a bit of flack from what we've uh, said on social media in regards to Sentinel Cricket Club. And, you know, we are... At, at, at no point do we ever set out to make enemies with people or take the piss... Uh, we, we well, we just want to make a bit of light, light-hearted fun, and the only reason we ever mention a, a certain clubs is because we feel like we have that relationship to be able to have a laugh with. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not it's not okay. if like for example, Pontsbury. Now we are we are friends with Pontsbury because they have le- oh. lost Matt Hartshorn. Yeah, no, oh, Matt yeah, Hartshorn yeah, yeah, is yeah. left. Wow. We can now call them Pontsbury. Not you know, we are fr- yeah, yeah, we are oh, now wow. friends with them. Absolutely. Going but going back to what James was saying earlier about Sentinel, I. I it's right. His his apologies because we you know we don't want to upset any clubs at all. Sentinel are a massive club. Yes, they've lost a few players, but they've been around a long time. They'll bounce back from this. And I am sorry if if we upset you in the last podcast. So sorry, guys. Yeah, I mean we did we did get some feedback um, for from from the last one. Um, one of them targeted towards myself, which was. Um, I used to like James Hill. I also liked his podcast. I thought he was a decent person, but as soon as he's made a few Birmingham League friends, he's become a right. <laughs> which <laughs> you sure they weren't talking about Andy? Uh, I tell you what, there's one word in there that's correct. <laughs> and you don't have Birmingham League friends. 
<laughs> and to be fair, I'm very surprised that, me- that that's a real good message from from him. Really, yeah. Who was it from, Andy? Did you know? I, I know who it was. Who? I've got. It. I, I reckon I know. I, I'd have it down as three people, but we won't go on to that. Uh, that's not what the fans want. Three people? Is it Andy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what um, do the fans yeah. want, James? What do the fans want? <laughs> transfer rumours is what they want want. Uh, but yeah so like I was saying uh, there's plenty of time to talk about the transfer rumours what's been going on at Sentinel and I'm sure we'll pick your brains about that Andy Um, but so since recording we have heard some really interesting rumours that have been flying around about news that's going to be coming up from the league then it may be true it may be false we don't know it may be hearsay we do not know, but I thought it'd be a good idea to get the lads back around. And uh, we're here on Christmas Eve on Zoom. The dedication to the podcast, uh, thanks, lad, is fantastic. And we are going to discuss these potential rumours are, what's flying around. And we're going to have a little bit of a chat around the Zoom now about our thoughts, whether we think it's likely and what we think the impact of those will be. So we'll start, first of all, we are hearing the rumours are, that the survey has come through and that people want 12 o'clock starts. They want no more tees and they want 50 overs in the Prem, 45 overs in Div 1, 40 overs in the rest with the Prem and Div 1 playing a 50-50 mix of win-lose, draw and win-lose and win-lose in every other division. So Once again, these are just rumours. These aren't facts. This is just what we're hearing. But we thought it'd be interesting to come around the table. So before we get on to the final rumour, which I think is the biggest one, what are our general thoughts about that so far, guys? Uh, I'm saddened by the, um, not surprised, but saddened by the the news about tees. Playing for Albury, we do do a very good tee. But um, I understand that teams can arrange to do tees if they have permission of the opposition. Is that right? Yeah, I, from what we're hearing, that uh, it's again, this is this is all like rumor hearsay things. Um, from what I'm hearing, if they do go along with the no tees, I think they're going to say teams are allowed to prepare tees, but if they are going to, they have to like let the opposition know so then they can choose whether they want to take part in the tee or not, because obviously the other team will have to pay for the tea if they do turn up it's not just a case of we're doing a tea you pay for it kind of thing yeah i can't see many many clubs taking that up if i'm honest with you as much as just I, go with- I agree mm. which is a shame but it's been on the cards really <clears throat> I, I think it's probably the right decision everything going on in the world i think yeah. i think i think it's the decision we, we probably expected i think from a personal point of view i'm happy with it the 12 o'clock yeah. starts i'm happy with um, yeah, I think the other rumours as well. I think they're probably as good as we we could have expected. You know, fifty overs in the Prem, forty five in Division One. I don't think win lose draw was ever going to be taken out completely. Um, I don't think that was ever really going to going to be on the cards. So I think a fifty fifty split is is as as best we could have hoped for. Um, it's worked quite well in the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say I I look at all the all the rumours, and to be honest with you, I I don't think there's anything shock well any shock about any of them i think it's it's brilliant really the only thing i'm shocked about is the uh win lose draws carrying on in uh is it the the prem is it uh, prem and division prem and division one from what we hear potentially yeah. well I've, again i i mean I, I know joss has always been um an advocate of uh the win lose draw system but 
I actually think it's, if it's going to be in the lower leagues, going to be a win uh, win lose. It should be a win lose in all the leagues. To be honest with you, I actually think the higher up you play, the more you want to just play win lose cricket as well. I thought lower down might benefit more from the the draw system, but you know, well, looking at all that, I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised about the tease as Joss has said. It's been coming for some time, and uh, to be honest with you, as, as you look at me, I'm I'm a big uh, a big tea lover, so. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, but I can understand that it's, it would be good, though, to leave it open for teams to discuss and choose if they want to or not. Sounds good. I think 40 overs for the other division sounds like a great idea. I think it went down really well yeah. last year. And I think, I think what you've got to think about when you go into those lower divisions is that's when you start getting second 11s and things like that of local village teams and also local village sides. Mm-hmm. And 40 overs is perfect for kids, and for people who can't necessarily make every Saturday to turn up, play a game and it not take up the whole day, especially if you start at 12, I think. Absolutely. You it's, know, the, it's, the youth, it's the youth and the old boys, really, that I think it will benefit the most because I know a lot of older players that they, they play the game and they really struggle. I mean, on a, on a Sunday, I, I remember Matt Jones of Kun, um, he's still still playing a bit, but he retired a fair, a fair few years ago fully and, um, and he, he was struggling with his knees, you know, playing 50 overs on a Saturday. So I think it will benefit the older boys and especially the youngsters because they do get bored and they drift away in games. You should know that, Hill, because you play enough in the threes, don't you? <laughs> yes, and I've got the body of an old boy as well. And my knees and all sorts <laughs> packing up every week. So I can, I can very much relate to that. Um, you haven't got grey hair though, have you? Oh, because I haven't got any hair. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> you either go grey or bold, and I've gone bold. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Do you ever do you ever look at Joss and uh, and think, oh, so jealous? You know, being a fifty-year-old gentleman, you know, having a full Andy, set what of do hair. You want? What do you want? <laughs> uh, nothing. Christmas. Nothing. I'm just being nice. Hey, by the way, Merry Christmas to everyone. It is Christmas, so I've got to be nice, haven't I? You know. <laughs> Normally, I would be a complete arsehole, but I'm just being nice because it's Christmas. <laughs> so, in general, I think, general summary is, I think everyone's quite positive towards the fact that the league's sent out the survey and by the sounds of it, potentially moving towards something that most people can agree on, especially when you think of it. I think they did a great job with everything they did last time uh, in regards to the divisions yep. and the leagues, but they did you know there are people who still gave it a bit of cop so i mean you can't please everyone all the time there'll still be people who will you know want a tea but i think with this whole system of you can have a tea or you don't have a tea is i think that's a nice happy medium for people and then teams who i think you may find in the future that teams will start actually putting on some sort of food as it becomes easier what is everyone's thoughts on that well no i mean yeah well it's not possible right now, is it? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen this season. It's not going to happen certainly at the start of this season. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't know, I, I, James. You can't just put food on just now. You, you just can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Even I mean, before COVID came along, I think tea were teas were on their way out because mm. the health and safety stuff, the hygiene stuff, you need to have in place these days. Even before COVID was um, a bit mm. much. If I, think, I think looking, you look at all the cricket clubs now, right? And the way I see the decline is the amount of clubs that are struggling to find the resources and the help that you need, especially like with the hygiene situation, even before COVID. And, and like, obviously, there's not back in the day when I first started and I was a kid, I used to go to the club and there would always be a tea lady. Well, you don't have it anymore. 
you're mm. very lucky at a club like Alberbury, Frankton, uh, and, and Knocking, where you're blessed, where they have great tea ladies, men. Like, they're fantastic, they do a great job and, and serve up a great, a great tea. A lot of clubs in the league I play in now, in, in, in the Shropshire Prayer, they, they all go to, say, Colum Deli or to a deli where they've been. And you can tell it's all the same sort of food. Mm. Uh, and, you know, what, why, why put a club, say, well, like Centaur, I don't know what they pay. It must be like £50 for the tea for the day. Mm. Well, if you just say bring your own food, it just saves the hassle. Mm. You know, saves all the hassle. And then you've got to have somebody there, get it all ready. But the players don't want to do it. It always ends up being the same members of the club. I could see Joss doing it, to be honest. Joss is that sort of bloke, of clubman. Like, the clubman will always be the one that will do the washing up, get the stuff out. And to be honest, I bet it's a nice break for them, to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of talk about post-match barbecues and things like that. Obviously, we don't know how that would fit in with health and safety. To be honest, when people float these ideas, I always think that they're a good idea. But how many times have you played a game of cricket and the opposition have just done one as soon as they can? Especially when you've got quite a long journey. If you're you're travelling from the far side of Shropshire to the other side of Shropshire, you don't necessarily want to stay around for a barbecue at the end unless you're very, very friendly with the opposition, which I think is a rarity nowadays, really, unless you're in the lower village, uh, well, what I would call the more villagey areas kind of thing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, look, more and more people just want to go to the pub. I don't think you're going to get any, anyone sharing food at any club this year or, or next year. I just don't think it's going to happen. This situation is not particularly getting better, is it? <laughs> no. Well, we're so, talking about we're talking about future, future. For, yeah, yeah. For the sake of discussion. Yeah, fine, fine. I get that. Um, I, I was going to say, Jamie, I completely agree with what you say uh, a lot about um, the the timings of cricket, and I find a lot more people these days compared to, I'd say, five six years ago, a lot more people go out or go back to their families instead of staying for a beer. Yep. You don't go to many clubs now and see at the end, of, I think literally I could probably name a handful of clubs, the likes of Shelton that have great facilities and pretty much run it like a pub. Um, there's not many clubs that keep all their players there after a game. Normally they're shut up shop within, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, looking at the health and safety aspect of it, Joss, um, like like Jamie says, do you think that there's ever going to be a way back for communal anything, really, apart from playing the game itself? I, I don't think there will be, not in terms of food. Um, people will just get used to not doing them. It's very hard to get back into a habit of of getting tea. Yeah, obviously, we have a rotor. I think Chrissy Wynn does a rotor of um, things to do the teas. And she has a couple of seasons not doing that. To get back into the habit of arranging it all is just going to be too much of a ball ache, I think. Mm. People will people will get used to it. It's not it's not the end of the world, you know. It's mm. a shame, but it's happened. It's all about the cricket now. You've got to focus on the game. That's yeah. what the that's what you're going for now. You're going for the game. Which is a great thing. And I think, you know, I've I think just it like something that you brought up, Jamie, in in another sense, looking at the society, kind of what you've said, everything that's going on at the moment, people are going to be very reluctant to start sharing things once again, once this is all over, just because we've all been trained for a year or however long not to, and to be careful and a bit, bit more diligent as what we touch, what we share, what kind of we do, what we wash, what gets cooked and what, <laughs> all that kind of thing. Anyway, moving away from that, the biggest rumour that we're hearing, and again, these are rumours, uh, we must stress this, and, well, 
what I think it could have a big impact and is possibly the biggest talking point is that we are hearing that there is potential that there are a few clubs who have got in contact with the league and have asked for relegations. Uh, so to be demoted from various leagues. Now, I am hearing that some of them are lower down the leagues, uh, but I am hearing that there are there may be a club from one of the higher leagues who has asked to be relegated. Now, first of all, before we kind of go on to that, what is everyone's thoughts generally about clubs asking for relegation? I'll start with you, Josser. Um, it depends why, really. Uh, I know Conlove did it a couple of years ago, didn't they? They went down quite a few divisions. But uh, it sort of belittles the competitive element for me, I think. But I suppose if you're bringing your youngsters through and you've lost maybe your stalwarts and maybe you know you're going to get dicked every week, that might be a reason for it. But if you're not good enough, you'll go down at the end of the season anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I yeah. don't know. It's terrible um, time. Sorry, Jay? But you'd have had a terrible time doing so if you know you're going mm. down. Why, why waste a year? I, think, I, look, I don't think it would look good for any club asking to be relegated, whatever division. But they will have their reasons, I'm sure, and it will be for the long-term futures of their club. Even if it's mm. short pain for long-term gain, you know, whether it's right or wrong morally. Um, I don't know, pro- probably wrong, but they will have their reasons mm. and whatever, whatever division they're in, um, mm. you'd hope. Andy? Um, I, I'm, I'm with, with both of them there, really. Um, I can understand clubs in struggling situations, maybe they've lost a few players, uh, lost all their strength, but again, I, I think it belittles a league sometimes. And I, I think they should probably just, just see a, a season out and again, you know, if they if they go down, you know, it's only a season they have to put up with. Hopefully, you know, they can up their game and not get get battered every week. Which I understand what you mean, Jamie. But the trouble is, obviously, relegating aside for, for the league, what you know, if if they can't fit them in somewhere, you know, if there's a team that has to move for them, obviously, yeah, if they relegated in one league, they can promote somebody. But do the team that get promoted want to go up? You know, it's 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 not fair on certain clubs. It's, you know, it's not all about that one club. Somebody will have to move for them to take a, a place in a, a separate league. So do you just go, right, well, if you want to go down, you're going to have to go down two or three leagues. You know, it's, yeah, it's a strange one. I mean, I've, I've, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know, you know, I don't know what to say about it, really. <laughs> I think you can ask clubs that potentially might have to take their place in terms of promotion. You can ask them if they want to get promoted. That's not a problem. Surely you will find one that mm, is... It, that, get promoted they're ambitious yeah I think, yeah yeah i think That's what this, you mean with that i think yeah, yeah i don't know i think this is something that i want to talk about in two seconds but i just want to before we go on to this chat because i think that's quite something that we could go on for a little bit longer um i'm quite interested in something that joss brought up which obviously can can relate to jamie's experience last season in the fact that if you are a side who's getting beaten every week potentially how that kind of affects turnout you know what I mean like Jamie obviously you your turnout last season was not as well you didn't turn out as much as you normally do and you've been on record in saying that you obviously didn't enjoy the season as it was kind of thing do you think that that may be a big reason but then also 
none you, of them none of them could find shifting on google map <laughs> if you asked to get relegated and the same happens surely that's worse for a club's morale than staying in the division you're in and in theory losing anyway does it does it say something about the mentality of a club james if beacon were in division the lower division last season or this season this calendar year we wouldn't have lost every game Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't insinuating that. I was just saying about how the, how how a losing can affect club morale and players' turnout. Really, well, there'll be well, others. Yeah. The morale might be affected by the club asking to be relegated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's two two ways in that. I mean, if if you play for a club that want to get relegated, there there surely will be players that 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 will want to play in. Say say if it was Division One, you know, it it is hard. I mean, obviously, I know your ambition. Jamie is to play as good a cricket as you can, and like obviously being at Beacon, that game where it was called off last season. I'm sorry to bring it up, but like obviously you wanted to play cricket, didn't you? You know, but you didn't want to play with just four players. Yeah, I mean, look uh, for, for me so, personally. Um, uh, yes, I, I like it to be competitive, but I, and I want us to put our, our our best side out, our most competitive side out. So yes, losing every week did affect. Me did affect one or two of the other players as well, um, and it yeah it, absolutely it does affect morale it absolutely does and it's no good for anybody but um, I do think I do think if you want to get relegated for the benefit of your club in the long term I I, I don't see a massive problem I don't see a massive problem with it as long as it is you know for the right reasons can, can yeah, I, I I know what you mean right reasons definitely yeah. Can I just go on the record and say, obviously, with the whole, what I've just said there is more just kind of using it as the example of Jamie's experience rather than saying, I think any any of the club, there there are lots of teams in Div 1 who are of a similar standard to Beacon. And I think if any of them were put in that group that Beacon were put in, I think they would have struggled just as much. We're not picking on Beacon at all or saying that anything like that, just to, just to put it out there, we're just kind of using... Uh, Jamie's experience as as an example. I'll tell you not, what. Not, not I'll tell you what, Hill, you are so good. You are so good at bullshitting, Hill. Fair play. <laughs> That's in clubs. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm trying I'm not I'm trying not to upset anyone. <laughs> but that's not trying to be a nice guy, you're not. <laughs> Look, it's, it's it's no it's no secret that it wasn't fun for us last year at Beacon. Mm. It wasn't fun at it's all. Hard. It's hard. It's hard. What I would say is that some of it was our own fault because we couldn't put the players out. Mm. We couldn't put our yeah. best team. And that's that's not the league's fault. That's not um, the club's fault. It's individuals. I've been there, Jamie. When, I, when we first got promoted with Kunz, we got relegated the one season and we yeah. had a tough game every single week. It was hard. We lacked availability. You know, but sometimes you've just got to grin and bear it and get on with it. And we got relegated, as Josh said. You know, if they will end up getting relegated anyway, mm. the season after they're going to get relegated. And sometimes you just got to grin and bear it and get through a season. And just actually, sometimes in losing, you can enjoy it anyway. I mean, mm. I've seen inside indoor teams. I know it's only indoor; it's a short season, but they, um, you know, some teams they go, they're getting battered every week, but they still just turn up, enjoy the cricket, enjoy the social side. There's a lot more to cricket than just playing, isn't there? Oh, 100%. yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know. B can do that very well. Um, out, James, for me, that we are <laughs> not the clubs that have been asked to be relegated as well. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that on record as well. Beacon, Beacon are not the club who have asked to be relegated before anyone <laughs> starts to pull any assumptions, from what we hear anyway. Uh, I think they're pretty happy. And you know what? Out. Keep that in. Pardon? Keep that I, in. Don't I, I will keep that in. I will keep that in. <laughs> I like Beacon as a club, so I don't want to have anyone coming shouting at me. Anyway, so the final thing is, is let, let's, let's use Division 1 as, as the example then as we've been talking about it. So if the said club who have been asked to be relegated was from Division 1, just for the point of um, using it, because we've been using it so far, how would that go down? What would you do? Because I, there are lots of questions I think that have to be asked here. So do, if they get relegated, do you promote, say, Lillishall, who finished fourth in the Division Two season uh, when it was last fully played? Um, so basically the last team who didn't get promoted. And they also finished top of the little group, regional groups last year. Or do you go for Sentinel Twos, who finished with the most points in the friendly groups last season, and who obviously are a big enough club at, who have a Premier Division side to be able to compete at the Division One standard, and someone who we've always said probably can? Or do you go for Kund, a team who got relegated, who were like the last team to get relegated, if that makes sense, the highest of the relegated sides? who, despite not finishing well last season, you know have recruited quite well and put them in? Or do you not promote anyone and you leave Division 1 a team short and Division 2 a team heavy and then you promote extra? What's everyone's thoughts on what they might do? And again, we'll start with Joss. Well, for me, I think your last option is absolutely not an option. Um, you can't have... The higher division should have a st steady number of teams. So we should be looking to have 12 in Div 1 and in Div 2. I'd like to think the league would uh, adopt a bit of common sense. It's quite widely known that couldn't have strengthened. The recruitment of Jerry App as captain, he's he signed a few good signings. Did you so say I'd strengthened? Like, so I'd like to think that um, common sense would prevail and they'd, uh, they'd give Kund a stay of execution and keep them in Div 1. I Although, agree. Although that said, Sentinel 2 are very strong as well. I, uh, I agree with you, Joss, there. I, I, I really think that. And I do agree with what you said about um, definitely every division should have 12 teams. Um, you, can't, you can't change the numbers. But I, I still say, like I said before, um, if a team wants to go down, they've got to find the right place for them as well. Um, and, you know, with a few teams getting a bit upset about getting double teams getting double promoted and getting relegated when they think they shouldn't have you know they've, they've got to do what's right for every other club as well so um you know there could be a, you never know there could be a, a, a double relegation for that club but i can't see them not having 12 teams in division one that, that just wouldn't work would it mm. yeah I, I agree with both um in particular joss i think i mean i'm a massive fan of lily Shaw, but I'm not interested in last season in the mini league. I know that you say they won it. I'm not interested in that. And if you go back the year before, you said they finished fourth. I wouldn't be promoting teams that finished fourth. Um, the league have set the precedent in terms of they can ultimately do what they want with the double promotions and relegating extra teams. I think common sense would prevail. And I think Kund would get a stay of execution. 
So I, 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 will, I will play devil's advocate then and I will fight the Lillishaw cause. I know we said we wouldn't promote fourth, but they're a team who have finished fourth and then the season after followed that up by finishing top in, an op- in a division where couldn't have not done as well. So haven't we spoke? Haven't we spoke a lot about um, this year was a completely separate year, a year where you can bring through youngsters. Who who's to say mm. that Kun didn't play? I know looking at the team sheet, obviously they they were quite a strong side, but who's to say they haven't tried youngsters out? Mm. You'd, you'd be punishing teams for then playing kids. Who's to say mm. that league wasn't weakened? Every team wasn't weakened. Bar Lillishaw. I don't think you could do that. Mm. I really don't. I think that would be a bad move from the league. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I think you also you also look at it from a standpoint that I think we're all in agreement that Joe Yap's going to go down and do amazing things in Division Two. But you know, sign it and the signings that they're making and the signings that they have made, you know, again we think are going to be great. But just because we think that something on paper looks great doesn't necessarily mean that it will. Yeah, but it's not the on paper thing we're talking about. We, we, none of us have said because, well, Joss did mention, yes, they have strengthened, yeah. But the fact is they were the last team to get relegated and mm. they were in that last place. They were the last team to get relegated from that league. They've got that league experience. I do know Lillish will have been there before, but they've done a rebuild as well. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, last season was a, just a complete, it was like a friendly year. And that, that's my, and, and well, there was two division ones, wasn't there? Who won the other one as well? So Sentinel seconds won with two hundred and Lillishall. So who said? So they they were unbeaten all season. So realistically, they should go up above Lillishall. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that's, and that's what we said. That's, that was the so other option. you said option. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I used, you said I've said Lillishaw and we also said Sentinel 2s, didn't we, as two options. Yeah, but okay, but you can't have two. So who would you go with? Well, neither. Again, but but then if you're if we're using if we're using the thought that we have from in regards to Kunz, you could then say Sentinels first eleven have lost a couple of players. This means that the twos will go up into the first eleven. Does that mean that they're as strong as they were last season? You don't. Again, we don't. I just don't again, know, I don't that's think the problem. last season. I don't. I don't think last season means anything. Of course, when they won the league, Sentinel, mm. I went and saw them. I went and met them after the game. It means a lot to win something. Mm. Every every time you win something, it means a lot, and it's great. Mm. But last season was a completely different season to any other season, and it wasn't competitive. But, you know, as in, I mean, the Prem. You win the Prem. Does it mean anything? No, not really. Well done, Wellington. I, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying. That it's not like the year before when Wem have gone up to the Birmingham League. It's not. It's 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 a, a non-competitive season for me. 
I've got a question. I played against I, all, all the teams I played against. Honestly, say again. That doesn't matter. No, but all I, I'm saying is that the, the competition wasn't there. A lot of teams I played against weren't that bothered. Mm. So, I think you know think, there could there could have been teams in Division One that could have won that league, but they weren't mm. that bothered. I think is, is some, impressive, Andy, because they weren't bothered, and that's how you got your move. <laughs> What did you say, Jay? I can hear you. I said, is that why your stats were so impressive, Andy? Because they couldn't be bothered. Yeah, they kept leaving me. <laughs> On off some. <laughs> oh, no, that was Ben Matthews. Oh, <laughs> Betty boy. But yeah, I think, I think if they were to do it, I think you'd probably look at... You're probably looking at strength of club and positions in years to come. So I think you would probably pick Kunz or Sentinel 2s would be the main... Well, I don't know. I, d- I really don't know. And this is the big decision that the league would have Great to make. Subject. Wouldn't it? And, Great um, subject. And it's going to be something that's going to be talked about across all the other leagues because obviously it may not be Division 1 that this um, side's getting relegated from. But um, yeah, I mean, like it's going to be talking points for other divisions because if you finished, if you've had a stronger season in other seasons and not gone up and think, it, you know, it's it's going to be that whole debate about the restructure surfing itself again and what's the best way to do it. I don't know, but I think, um, I think that's where we'll finish it guys. Great chat. Unless anyone else has anything to say. I just, just like quick one. Oh, go on, go on, Jamie first. I'd just like to say, why is your name Jack Leach on this zoom call, James? So I'm bald and I've got a beard. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh, I, I, no, I should have put it um, as Nathan Lyon, shouldn't I? Yeah, you look a bit like him. I'll do. Um, I, I, I just, I just want to say a quick thing. Uh, all this discussion, it's very good. It's you know re- really good, but I'm pretty sure the league will nail it because I thought they did a great job last year getting any cricket played, and I think they do a great job. So I'm sure they will nail it for us. Mm. I'd just like to wish a Merry Christmas, everyone. Christmas and a more social 2021. Yeah. Get round yeah. yours for a Barbie, Joss. Get a few scoops. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone, have a Merry Christmas if this goes out yeah. after Christmas. I hope you've had a Merry Christmas and have a happy holidays. And we will see you in 2021, where we hope it will be a much, much better year for everyone involved. And well done to all the people who won the prize giveaway. And thank you to everyone who got involved. And thank you to all people who uh, gave prizes as well. And this leaves us to say thank you very much guys and let's move ourselves on to the next section okay so it's the segment everyone loves and it's the who was i think it's the thing that made jamie martindale famous well that's what you can that's that's what that's your nickname i've got jamie's nickname mr transfers like it yeah mr transfers Uh, mr rumor i'm not convinced i think it's king of the king of the rumors I don't know. Well, if you've got a good nickname for Jamie, send it in. Oh, no, no, please don't. <laughs> please and don't we'll, do that. we'll we'll pick from the best ones. What do you think, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. He's had enough. Okay, so, yeah, there's been a lot, a lot of uh, transfer wheeling and dealing, and I'm sure we'll get into kind of the money that's been thrown around as well later on, but... There's been a lot of transfers going on. It's so much that we did even think about doing an episode before this just to address them all. But we thought, why not one big bumper episode? Let's get it all done. So, Jamie, off you go. 
Thanks, James. We have 28 confirmed transfers oh, since our God. last podcast. Jesus We've got lots Christ. to talk about. So in the last podcast, we confirmed Joey App, which was uh, Sentinel to Kund, and we confirmed Matt Hartshorn Ponsbury to Kund as well. So Kund had a good start in their transfer rumours. Um, but in this bumper episode, as you described, James, there is only one place to start, and it's arguably the biggest transfer this winter so far. A player who has made the move from Sentinel to Wem, a player who, is, who has a magnificent Birmingham League ton to his name, someone we know very well. Andy Harrison, what do you make of Craig Heath's decision to join Wem? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when, when, to be fair, when you said it, I went, oh, he's going to say Craig, but then you brought me up, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't think you liked me that much. Um, like no, that, uh, like no, you like that, Joss? Absolutely, <laughs> fab, time for that. absolutely fab move for him. Just, uh, you know, I, I said to him a few years ago, um, you know, we're not getting any younger, and someone of his ability, you know, I expected to play a bit higher a lot earlier. But he has played Birmingham League before, and I'm sure he'll he'll replicate what he did last time and hopefully well, he, score a nice double ton. Well, he got the double ton, didn't he? That obviously I touched yeah. upon in, in the intro. Um, yeah. Did you play in that? Did you play in that game? Yeah. yeah. It was How abs- good was that? Oh, oh di- different level. I mean, Joe, 17 fours and 18 sixes. Yeah. Joey App that day scored 120. A fantastic hundred. And we didn't even know he was there. Yeah. Because Harsh. Zimmer was that good. I mean, Joe, Joe will admit it himself. He admitted yeah. himself. I mean, he had the best seat in the house because he had that partnership with with Zimmer. And the the <laughs> the thing that made me laugh was, uh, I think he scored. Did he score two hundred? I think it was was it two hundred nineteen something like that. Two hundred sixteen. Two fourteen. No, something. So, something it was around that. And I think he was only not far off about. I think ten shy of the Birmingham League all time record, which is held by a fellow Zimbabwean, Andy Thwanga. Yeah. Who is he's like the record in terms of what most runs most, most runs, runs in, one, in a game, yeah. Okay. And uh, we declared, <laughs> so oh, he he blown it obviously. So was Ed yeah. Ashton captain? Then? Ed was captain. Yeah. Was he wearing that but record? No, no, nobody knew, did they? Yeah. And it's actually I have thought so. Charles. And for Zimmer, <laughs> that's, a bit hard. Yeah, that's, that's like Zimmer's hero growing up watching Zimbabwean cricket. Andy Flower was his hero. And he could have just beaten his Birmingham League record, but you know, I think he's I, got time to do it again. You know, I, I think one of the things as well is you. You're you're going into this season, and it's been what three years since you last performed in the Birmingham League, and the Birmingham League has changed a lot. There's going to be a lot of people looking at you both as the prime. Well, you would say two of the best in the in your field of the Shropshire Prem. You you know you've been the standout seam bowler in Shropshire Prem cricket, and Craig has undoubtedly been one of the best batsmen in the Shropshire League for the many years and it's going to be going to be interesting to see whether you adapt to the step up and there's going to be a lot of people looking to see if you do it yeah yeah without a doubt um you, you don't move clubs to not challenge yourself and to not experience something uh different and just just have a go really i mean i moved to central in the first place to go and move and play bingo and cricket obviously um and you, it, ha- you had was, a successful taste of that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, God, uh, the standard difference was pff, breathtaking. It was a lot, a lot different. It was really, really good cricket. Um, so, I, I, I mean, having another taste of it, just win-win situation, really. It's sad to leave a club, always is. And, you know, I will miss Sentinel. I've got so many friends there. I play golf with them currently through the winter. I'm playing golf with all the lads. They're great lads, but... Uh, you know the chance to play Birmingham cricket again. It was just a, yeah, 
easy decision. Yeah, really. I absolutely get what you've done there because you know, yeah. as you say, none of us are getting any younger. Yeah, you, you got to. For me, when I was younger, always strive to play at the highest level you possibly can. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I'm beyond it now, so I'm just happy to get a game. But I absolutely get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. And good luck to you and to Craig as well. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm sure yeah, Craig will do. Uh, I'm sure Craig will do very well. I'm sure, will do a lot better than you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be playing Division Three, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I know we've mentioned Sentinel a little bit. There have been a couple more departures, and again, it would be interesting mm-hmm. to hear your take on this, Andy. Um, Tom Matthews to Scott, um, Dave Laird to Oswestry, and Callum Marsh back to Kund. Um, mm-hmm. Without necessarily going into details individually, um, is it a, uh, is it a bit of a rebuilding job for Sentinel in the short term? Well, I think I think Sentinel obviously um, the likes of myself, Joe. Um, Alex Johnson and Zimmer have all ended up playing for Sentinel um, pretty much due to our friend group really through Grasshoppers Cricket Club as yep. well obviously Zimmer went first and uh, we all seemed to follow which was great but um, I think Sentinel have got a real good core um, they, they've obviously got so they've many got some very good club players they've got a lot, of, a lot of clubmen and I, I just don't see them having any problems I, I, I mean don't get me wrong I, I think this year will be interesting to see how they get on and I hope they don't struggle I hope they do really well but um, it will be a rebuilding job and just getting themselves back on their feet I'm sure they'll sign new players because I've got to say when I first moved to Sentinel I turned up and I absolutely couldn't believe I was playing there. it was brilliant I loved it loved the club um, and, I, and I've, I've had a fab time absolutely fab time and I'm sure there is people out there that want the same experience how, how, how have the I mean you're probably still in both whatsapp groups i mean you still play golf with the sentinel lads you haven't kind of departed in too many ways you know you're still, still your friends you're, you're still saying, your friends yeah. you've still got the connections how have the departures gone down with players who are still in the sentinel um obviously i i think a few um that i've spoke to are obviously disappointed that players have gone and you will be you're always going to be um, I think that's the case anywhere, uh, yeah. though, isn't it? Whenever it, it, somebody it leaves everywhere. your club, you're disappointed. Um, it's, it, you know, I, I think, I think it, it's um, it, it's it's hard to take. It's going to be hard to take um, the players leaving. I mean, especially the calibre of player, because we're all first team cricketers, really. Mm. Um, so it's it, it, it's it's hard because you look at the, the the backbone of the first team's gone. Now they need to rebuild and and, and you know get back to. Um, you know, get back and come back stronger. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's hard, really hard to to talk about because. Uh, mm. Where you know, where would you start? Where would you start if you were Sentinel? Where would you start rebuilding? I, th- I think there's some good youth there. There's some good youth there. There's some good players. I mean, I've got to be honest. The second team's always been very strong. Um, so, yeah, it's. But we mentioned these club men, people like Mal Surplet, yeah, um, Jamie team. Weir. These are these are fantastic players. They're yeah. Sentinel boys yeah. through and through. They are first team cricketers. They're, they're players who will keep them in yeah. the prem. They'll, 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 they'll stay in the prem, but you can yeah. build around them whilst Absolutely. they hold. Them, they hold the Absolutely. team in the division, Absolutely. basically. Absolutely. Well, not even hold it. That's doing a bit of disservice. They they'll still challenge, but yeah. I mean, Compete, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. You know, if, 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 if any other club who loses many players as Sentinel, you'd be worried for them. But Sentinel being the club that they are and the history that they've got. Mm. You're not. You're not really. You, you, you've only got to look at things like Steve Gray coming to sign for him, and, and you know wanting to play for Sentinel because it's a, it's a great club, and you know I speak to him about it, and it, it was a great move for him at the time, and it's been a great move for me, and 
you know, I've had a real gr- good four years. You know, it's flown by, but it's been a great four years. You know, mm. uh, and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of players out there. And I tell you honestly, I, I, I'll say it and I mean it. You know, for anyone out there looking to progress the cricket and wants to move to a, a prem club, definitely hands down they're, they're the best club I've played for. It, it, that standard definitely it's been it was a, it's a great club to play for. Their ambition's still there as well. And so. they've got a good setup as well, haven't they? The three Fantastic. teams, you know, you start, yeah. start the youngsters in the thirds and they build them up. And yeah, lovely place. I to do like the way they operate. Yeah, yeah they're very good. good. They're very very serious. They know what they want. Um, and, and they've got a lot of people that, I mean as I say I've said it before the, the, the core the backbone of the club is fantastic is that, is that the same behind the scenes as well yeah. that's, that's, I don't what, know I mean, that's what I mean that's what I mean the core be, in the club they, they've got yeah. a lot of, a lot of people who do yeah. a lot of things very committed people and, and behind the scenes is just as key as yeah, on the field half it is, the time. It is. You, you, you need it we were speaking earlier about tees and stuff you need people that yeah. want to do it because yeah, yeah. if they weren't there well there's <laughs> no club there's no club is there I mean what what I mean another person who's kind of left and we haven't really mentioned, but I don't know what he's doing next year. Uh, Don Bradburn, what's what's he doing next year? Is he going to well, Dom, is he going to be travelling back? Or? He's moved to Harrogate, isn't he? So um, he'll be playing cricket in Harrogate, so he won't be coming back. I wouldn't have thought. Um, so yeah, I mean that was a, a a big loss, but the season before he played for Shelton, so you know he had his he had his five six games uh, and and then left. So we sort of knew the club have had time to sort of adjust yeah, a little yeah. bit, and, and I mean by losing a, a top spinner. Like I that. mean we talked we've talked about all this, and I ha- we haven't even mentioned like like George Cheshire, like the youngster at the club, phenomenal cricketer. He's going to be great. Well, you've got both the Cheshires. He's going to be a class act, George. And fantastic. I just I look at it and I think to myself, they've got plenty of good youngsters there. They'll, they'll take. I mean, God, surely there there was youngsters in the or players in the twos going. Oh, I'd like to take Andy's opening spot in the first and they've got the chance now and I hope they go and grab it and do it and do well without being egotistical how many how many of the departures were linked to your to you leaving to me I think that's an unfair um, question well, well to be honest with you um, obviously uh, I, I wanted to get back into the Birmingham League when we went down um, uh, obviously we had two years obviously last year I'm not going to count last year because uh, it was more like a friendly season wasn't it uh, but the the seasons before we didn't quite get back in the Birmingham League, so I don't want to progress my cricket. But I obviously heard about the departure of Craig, which is absolutely massive because he, he's such a phenomenal cricketer. As we as we know, he's the freak. Um, but then obviously to see Joe go, who is you know I'm not going to hide it, one of my best friends. Um, so he left, and obviously I was ta- in talks with Wem, and it, it it just made my life a little bit easier. You know, knowing that other lads had left, really. Um, for a long time, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to move, uh, and I went and had a meeting with Wem, and, and they were just so good. I just, I just, what they, well, they, they've got such an appetite, and they want to do well. They don't just want to, um, you know, stay in the league. They want to succeed, and that, mm. and they just sold it to me straight away, and you know, uh, I couldn't not move. And then the other lads, I mean, I think Tom Matthews wanted the gloves. Mm. He wanted to play first team cricket. Uh, obviously, he's taken his move, and, and Callum as well, Callum Marsh. And, and I mean, it, it's a shame because obviously we've lost players, so I'm sure Callum Marsh and Tom Matthews would be excelling in the first team now. Mm. But they've made their choice; they've moved away, um, and, and obviously Joe's gone to Kun for his reasons as well. So, you know, I don't think anything was to do with me leaving. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm gutted I've had I've had to leave to get Burnley cricket in a way. Obviously, I'm glad I've gone to Wem, but. In another way, yeah, I'd like to have done it with Sentinel again. But yeah. unfortunately, we haven't quite got there again. And I'm not getting any younger. Like we said, Joss, and I t- totally agree. It's a good move mm-hmm. for me. And 
hopefully I can have a good season but, but I think what we're hearing is you know Central are a big enough club and got enough history and are well enough organised to bounce back from this I think they've got to go again haven't they they've yeah, got absolutely. to they've got to build another group of Yaps yeah. Harrisons yeah. and they will I'm you sure know, they will the players who they brought in to take them to that level and but did take them to that level they might yeah. need to recruit a little bit over the, co- over the next couple of months but yeah. they'll, they'll get there you know, 100%, they're, 100%. They're, they're an easy sell they're an easy sell they yeah. live in the t- they're, they're in the town centre they're they've playing great the, ground, the high great se- ground great set up well, they've got all the facilities and you yeah. know if you are an Owen Morris of Pontsbury or someone like that you know it would be a an interest, you know, would be something that you would get quite tempted on. I can confirm he's staying at Pontsbury, Owen Morris. Ah, okay. He's oh. having a child as well, I believe. Oh, uh, come sort of April, May time. Yeah. Congratulations, um, Owen. So I believe Owen is staying at Pontsbury. Congratulations. Oh, well, yeah, that's, congratulations, that's great news. Owen. That's great news because obviously now we are friends with Pontsbury. Uh, well, not we're not friends, but I mean, we are champions of Pontsbury now. We, you know, vote. Just because you don't like Hartson. <laughs> I love, I love Andy Hartson. and I can claim to be champions of Pontsbury. Yes, we've been indoor. I've been champions of Pontsbury, I think seven, eight. Uh, I've won the nine, cup there. I've times. won the cup there as well. Pretty sure I dismissed both of you in the yeah, final. Actually, you probably did. Yeah, definitely got me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I didn't walk actually. Didn't no, I, I think that was. Or was that the league game? I think, <laughs> I, I, think league I cleaned game. you up in no, the that final. Was the league game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said I think. I know I did. <laughs> He's the only beacon player to on? actually should play should that should day. Should anyway, carry on. Should we move on, James? Yes, let's move on. Okay, so we'll move on. Focusing on the Premier Division. Um, we've got five overseas confirmed actually which is nearly half the sides in the Premier Division mm-hmm. have confirmed their overseas um, I presume James you might have done a little bit of research on some of these guys because obviously we're not familiar with them you are Mr. You know, Cow Corner so. or sad is another word <laughs> fair uh, so we've got uh, Jason Oakes who Jeez, is <laughs> Jason Oakes who is the Ludlow overseas by by looks like a gun. Looks like an he could be an absolute. Gun. You've done oh, your research. That's why I hyped you up, James. It's, everyone says this all the time. Oh, he's gonna be a gun. Looks like he oh, could be a gun until he turns, turns up. Turns up, <laughs> <and can't laughs> be, gun. you know, throws a ball like you, catches a ball like you, bats like bats you, like balls you. Like, you. <laughs> like you. They may as well just give fifty p a game to James Hill. Fifty p a game, Jesus. I'll take twenty p a game. <laughs> Andy, how much have you moved for, by the way? I'll take twenty p a game. That'd be nice. <laughs> so we've got Jason Oakes at Ludlow. Uh, we've got uh, Yosoda Mendis at Maidley. Another one who looks like a gun, from what I understand. Yeah, another person who's playing. Uh, well, I think he's just broken through into the Sri Lankan. What you well, what you call first class? We'd over here call first class. You know, yeah, if you'd broken yeah. into the county setup, he's done that for. He cited Sri Lanka by the sounds of it, yeah. Uh, we've got Conrath Mehring, um for Quat, young lad at Quat. Yeah, I uh, uh, well, the people I talk to at Quat are very excited for for him to join. So they they were very 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 happy with his yeah. uh, capture. So you is know, it, if they if, if they're happy at Quat, you know, yeah. they're they're yeah. well, many standards. people's favourites. You know, is there an update on Windy Miller's injury by the way? Um, I spoke to him and he he said he's hopeful that he'll be fine to play for the golf day. Oh, wow. Um, that? so, That's a good progression. Well, nice little plug for the golf team. Nice little plug for the golf team. So, if you want to come and watch, you can come making watch. Making more money for, you for yourself <laughs> there, aren't you, James? I'm not making any money whatsoever. I've got a Nets last year. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we've got another overseas at Frankton. Um, I saw Jordan Parry on Twitter as well, really hyping this young lad up. Mm. Uh, not easy to pronounce, I don't think. Uh, Ruan Cronier, 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 like like Hansi, Hansi yeah. Cronier, Hansi Cronier, yeah. 
probably isn't Hansi Kroenke. That's mm. massive, massive for Frankton. We have spoke on the podcast quite a bit about Frankton. About Frankton and their overseas, you know, yeah. Uh, and I'm not just saying, I mean, it's, it's not just the fact they need an overseas player. It's the fact that I just seen. I, I think the first thing get a bit of a buzz around. It them raises everyone game. else's yeah. game, doesn't it? So it's massive. Friend, for friend of the will, will he warm up? What's that? Will he warm up? Um, well, I'd like to think they're going to warm up. Next exactly. Year. This is. I, the, I, we, I was going to say I, I brought a seat of Santa for all you lads, and I was actually thinking about buying a warm up set for Frank and <laughs> I mean, friend of the podcast Lloyd Phillips, as soon as it was announced, said uh, hashtag Will they warm up? And he said, am I wrong? Or was it the quote from Andy, Frankton only warm up when they have an overseas to impress. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't, they, they've got, they've got, they've got good well, memories. Well, if Frankton, they haven't got the tea, they've got to do something, haven't they? Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, I bet the, we're, over, we're, I bet the overseas come over and I can't think, believe the tea. I think we're a very pro Frankton podcast, aren't we, really? Oh, we let's let's be honest, we're very pro Frankton oh, podcast. Are we, are, we, are we anti anybody? Now no. Matt Hartshorn's moved. Now, now Matt Hartshorn's no. moved. We're anti-Kund. We're not going to turn anti-Kund. I used to wait. I like Kund. I mean, I've played midweek for Kund. We, we can't go anti-Kund. No, we can't go anti-Kund. Can we? We'll just have to be anti-Hartshorn. To, to be honest though, mate, the amount of clubs I've played... <laughs> he can be taking your place. <laughs> oh yes, James, did you ever put that uh, survey up on Twitter? If the listeners want Hartshorn to replace me as a host on Calcon. Anyway, we've got more um, transfer rumours. <laughs> Anyway, we've got more, more transfers to get through. Yeah, we've got plenty more to get through. We've got one more overseas. We don't have a surname for the All Scott overseas. We only have a first name, which is Mornay. It's a good first name. Yeah, it's isn't not it? Mornay Morkel. Um, so if anyone from All Scott can give us a bit more info, that would be nice. Um, that would be good, ready for the for the New Year. What does he the do? New Year what, special. What, what's he do? Is it anything? Any info on him? No. All rounder, as um, they all are, aren't they? But uh, yeah, apparently. Well, another... losing losing Luke Thornton, it's a big uh, big gap to fill there. I know he's a young kid developing his game, but it's a big loss that. So, big boots to fill. Um, we've got a few others in the Premier Division. Uh, Worfield have made uh, up to three signings. We've got confirmed. Uh, ben Hudson, Wombourne, uh, from Wombourne. Someone we... you know they you, they they do like a Wombourne player, don't they? Do we we don't know him? Do we know him? Uh, he used to be captain last season for of one. Of course, board. you know him. Well, I'm involved in it every day, aren't I? <laughs> but no, yeah, apparently, apparently used to be used to be captain at one board last season. So he's going to be a good player, isn't he? And uh, they they spoke highly about him as a bloke as well, just not just as a so as that, a player. That's, so that's someone new it, joining. It, it basically the, means that he the, can the wolf pack. Yeah, worth pack. Yeah, and he can put him. He can put him. He can put him away. Apparently, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Are, are they are they Warfield or Warfield? I, I still don't get it. <laughs> it's definitely Warfield. Just listen it. to me. Uh, Ryan Quiney has joined Warfield as well after uh, a year out. Yeah, he's he's still there. He was. I don't there. think he played last year. He was he? there the year before. He didn't play last year. He's, confer- he's confirmed that. Yeah. he's but he's carrying on. A isn't he? Good player. Good good cricketer. But he did play the year before last, so he was yeah. actually. A did I, did I not say returned? Well, yeah, but it, it's returning. I mean, okay, okay. I'm and, 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 can, and, and can we? And can we say everyone that isn't moving is returning to their club? And can we say the 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 biggest <laughs> the biggest signing from Warfield this Warfield this season has been Alex Hill I'm moving from Bridge North, and I think they did him an absolute copper with that uh, photo. Did you see it? We, well, I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I'm if I'm Alex, I'm well, I'm actually quite I'm quite yeah, happy with his positioning. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think Hill put it on the on the cap yeah. on a WhatsApp group and had a little pop. I tell you so. what, if I ever play Warfield, <laughs> Warfield, I, I know why I'm in the ball too. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Josh, you know, Josh is looking. Just, yeah, yeah, oh, you no, do remember. Yeah, I commented on it. Like, she looks like me, doesn't it? Alex, yeah. a long-time listener, will be has waited all his time listening to Cal Corner to be talked about, and we're absolutely hey. slating him. Well, I'm, I'm not slating anyone in the Premier Division in case I have to play in the Premier Division. He'll <laughs> be playing twos. Have you got threes? <laughs> there is a threes on a Sunday. Right. And um, yeah, someone from Werfield who is moving, uh, who was rumoured to go to another Birmingham League side, which we we've talked about in our other one. But uh, you're going to bring it up now, Jay. Yeah, Ben Parker has joined Kidminster. Yeah, um, someone, move. someone that you've spoken about, as as James said, I've not confirmed yet, but I, I got, I've got to say, it's, is it it's, it's a Cal Corner exclusive. Yeah, I, was I say, thought this was confirmed. Well, I've heard this for it's a Cal Corner um, exclusive. I mean, that's a great, great move for Ben. Um, not uh, anymore, it's not. And, and well, it depends which podcast comes out first. Well, I got it. It's on, it's on my confirmed list. But I think, I think, to be honest, to be honest with you, because um, it's a cow corner exclusive. <laughs> to be honest with you, about looking looking at some of these, the likes of Ben Parker and Dave Laird uh, and players like that, and Ryan Lockley, they're moving clubs uh, to progress their cricket because they want to play for Shropshire. And obviously, Ben Parker is a different one. He wants to play for Worcester, so. They're moving clubs and they don't want to play Shropshire Prem. They want to develop the game and move higher so they can progress their cricket. So but it's a, it's is a there, good move. I'll ask, this, I'll ask this question to the group. Obviously, Joss won't have any kind of idea about what this kind of thing is as he is Mr. Loyal. But I think it's you know, like cricket. <laughs> <laughs> but can, can moving too many clubs too often be kind of create an aura around a player? Can it... You know, be yes. seen as a bad yes. thing as much as a good. Absolutely, thing. yeah. I th- I yeah. honestly do th- believe that moving that quickly um, can really stop the progression of your cricket. I I, I think sometimes you, you move into a club. I mean, the likes of Dave Laird this year, uh, and I'm picking him out because he's a friend of mine, and he, he won't mind me saying. But he came into Central this year. He moved from opening the bowling to first change. Sometimes it takes time to to learn what a player is really good at. And before the end of this, your first season, you've, you've only just started batting or bowling in the exact area you should be. Like, so him moving up to Oswestry, I really hope, and I, I hope he does, bat high up the order. Because he, he made the move to Bridge North and he, he batted lower down the order. Um, and I think, I, I don't know if he was first change bowler there. I've heard he's going to be batting six. Yeah, I mean, I mean, six, that's fine. He, he's an aggressive batsman. He's got hard hands. He hits the ball really hard. Uh, and I hope he does well, but obviously, moving too often it can just unsettle you as a cricketer because mm. you, you know you've got to move at the right time. It's it's like yeah. I think it's, you know we compare it to football. You've got to move at the right time. You've got to play. You've got to play in your right position or in cricket. You've got to um, bat where you. Bat, yeah, you've got to, you've got to know back your, to your role. standard though because if yeah. you if you play for a lower team, so for example, if I'm playing for the twos, I'll bat three. But then if I move up, I no won't necessarily. Wants a bat three for no. It is all about timing. You've got to you've got to move at the right time, especially for for, for the younger lads that sort of what that got progress, uh, got ambition and, and want to progress. You know, you've got to move at, at, at the right time where you're going to get the opportunities. Mm. You can't move and then stagnate for a year. Mm. And, and I and I get where you come from. I understand why some of these people move because like I mentioned earlier with like Ben Parker and people like that. Yeah. But Conor Glenn Denning is a, a prime example at Chelmarsh, who's probably playing well below where he should be playing but I personally I don't know the guy but I admire his loyalty mm. you know, he's stuck mm. with that club he could be playing a lot higher which would probably give him a much mm. better chance of playing for 
If he's as good as I'm told, playing for yeah. Shropshire, maybe. Well, he, he played, he he played do, that game you, and he you, didn't look out of place, did you he? You look yeah. at um, the likes of, like me, Greg Geef, Alex Johnson and uh, Joe playing at Kund. We decided to stay, me and Joe, and we ended up getting to the Prem where we wanted to play. But Craig and AJ, it was taking too long and they wanted to move. And obviously AJ went to Shrewsbury and Craig went to Sentinel. And they've, they've achieved loads. And Sometimes, I mean, obviously, Connor, from what I spoke to him about, he wants to move Chelmarsh up the league. He, he said to me, we, we had a real good conversation about it, he said, well, a couple of years ago, we had seven players. And all of a sudden now, look at us now, we're in Division 2, looking a real strong side. And that's what he wants. He wants to move up with that club. And that's a real nice thing to see. But uh, and Joe, of, to me, that is yeah. exactly what Joey App is going to do at Kund. Yeah. The same division, he's yeah. gone back there, and he wants to bring it up. Well. So. How old is Connor, by any chance? Do we know? How old's Connor? Roughly, just roughly. I thought he was, isn't he mid, mid-20s? Okay, so we'll say mid-20s. I think so, so he's still got time on his hands. Yeah. Still got time on his side. Um, the last two or three years, he has actually moved up divisions. You know what I mean? He yeah. hasn't actually stagnated or stayed in yeah. one yeah. division. Yes, Division 2 is not the same as Prem or whatever, but he is still moving up the divisions mm. yeah. and he still has time on his side maybe in two years time if Chalmash can't get up to division one he might fancy a move to yeah. division I mean, one or the prep yeah I think I think when he's maybe 27-ish I think well yeah I think it you look at that and I, I always look back to the game that we watched and played he's playing against Birmingham League players and did not look out of place but it you depends know, what you that, want to get out shows, of cricket as well and you can and you can move forward but if you don't want to I think as well there is there's case in point for the move coming too early as well and that can knock players back and and things like that and there's also there's that element of it as well I guess in this I instance mean, sorry yeah. Andy in, no, it, go on do you want to go I was going to say in this instance if he is mid-twenties as we're saying uh, I don't think it's too early yeah okay. oh no I, th- I think, can, I, think like can, I think he can I think he can move 20? now I was going to say that, that, that there is like I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ben Parker with, with, with youngsters and cricket it's like you've got the likes of Ben Parker and Dave Laird Dave Laird has been playing for Shropshire Ben Parker's been playing for Worcester and the, the only way you're going to play county cricket is if you're playing the highest level of cricket so you've got to make the move mm. me like for myself right I've moved to Wem because I want to try and test myself and play the highest level I can mm. when you've got someone like Conor Glenn Denning if if he's not being told by say Shropshire like if Shropshire came up to him and said oh you, you need the move which I do think that Shropshire do want players playing Birmingham League cricket to to break the, into Shropshire team is that happening is I that happening I, 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 I mean I'm only saying that uh, that's what I've heard yeah. off the grapevine okay. I'm not it's not fact, it's being suggested it's rather than exactly. yeah, yeah, com- yeah. Um, pushed okay, yeah. But, rather than pushed it's if, being suggested if I someone hear. like Connor De- uh, Glenn Denning had some uh, Shropshire saying right you need to move I'd like to know if he would because he's a good young cricketer um, and sometimes loyalty can go out the window without if, being if, harsh if though is your game without being harsh is Shropshire a big enough thing for you to move but like I said earlier, it depends what you want from the game, what you want from cricket. He might love, well, he obviously does. He loves Chelmarsh. He's happy playing with his mates. It depends what you want to get out of it. Because we're not all going to be bloody professional cricketers, are we? Mm. Clearly. So if you just want to enjoy it with your mates, then mm. it is easier to stay. Absolutely. Let's, let's move ourselves on to a club who have been making some serious moves in the transfer market. Uh, another team who are in the Premier, Premier Division and one who have made a, well, a, a, a big profile name. Someone who has had a history in playing for Shropshire and someone who we've already mentioned on the podcast and a friend of the podcast, Jamie. Uh, James Ralph, who has joined Maidley uh, from Quat, obviously left Quat sort of just before the end of last season, wasn't it? 
Mm. Um, he's been confirmed um, as a new signing for Maidley, uh, a fantastic signing. And mm. to go with their overseas, um, Matt Tilt as well, didn't he? He joined sort of Tilt, midway yeah, through last season. Good, friend, Tilt, of good friend of yours, by the sounds of it, nickname terms. <laughs> um, they're starting to build what looks at a half-decent side that maybe could mount a challenge. Mm. I, I was going to say, I just want to put it out there that I did say when Quat went into that final that I said they would miss James Ralph. You did, you yeah. did. Because it's not just, it, it doesn't matter what he does for a season, but with the bat and the ball, he, he contributes that much to a game. Um, you know, it was a big loss for Quat, really. I, I understand what, what happened. Uh, I, I spoke to him about it, and I just wish him the best of luck at his move to Maidley. So. Uh, Tom Whitney. Also joined Quat, going back to Quat mm. um, from Good Worthfield. Player. Good player, bowled at him a few Good times. Player. I actually had the, yeah, there's a story for you. Uh, talking about James Ralph and Whitney, it's unbelievable you've had both of them right next to each other. So I played against um, James Ralph. I bowled him top of off stump and the bell didn't come off. Right. And it, it was a big nick and I went, what, what's happened there? And the keeper said, oh, it's just clipped the stumps. I was like, oh, God. So I played Whitney the week after at Warfield, right? Warfield, sorry. And, uh, and I bowled to him and it's clipped the top of off stump this is only a couple of weeks later and the umpire gave it nick behind so twice in a couple of weeks and two, them two players in a row you've just said them two players <laughs> and them two players I did it to yeah well actually on this list they were sandwiched by uh, signing for Shelton ah, okay. uh, young Dan Walker who has left Pontsbury Cricket Club, not Mary Webb. No, he no. has left Pontsbury Cricket which Club, which is a shame because we now we're now a, pro, a very pro Pontsbury, Pontsbury podcast, and it, he is he, he is one of the youth. And I, I've spoken to Dan in the off season as well, and he did say he would, you know, when he did tell their certain people, they were quite upset because obviously they put a lot of time and effort into young Dan, and he's also, but also at the same time, he's appreciate the kind of person that he is as a player. He appreciates the time that they put in and why they would feel like that as well. I think you know we spoke about Ben Parker and uh, Conor Glendenning about timing of moves, and I think Dan Walker fits into this. I think he could have easily stayed at Ponsbury in Division One for another season, maybe two seasons. Um, I also completely understand and admire the reasons why he's left Ponsbury to join Shelton. Mm. Um, I think, I think personally, I think the timing probably. I think he's. I think he's probably got it right. I think he's got it right. Well, it'll be. It'll be find out. I think we'll find out we whether find he's out. got I, it right I, or not. I just but want to say, I, I did this. I played Fracton Reynolds. Had a great time, and I made my move at eighteen. And how old is he now? I think he's n- just nineteen. I think. And, and 19. Al- although it never worked out for me at Shelton Cricket Club, the experience I had there changed my cricket. I think uh, you've got to look at it yeah. as well, Dan. If he if he isn't playing for the we hope he plays for the first eleven because that's why he's moved and I think we yeah. think he can play there. But if he doesn't, he's playing for the second eleven who are playing in Div Two. So it's and he yeah. and he Absolutely. wants he, he wants the gloves as well. So it's gonna be he's gonna have that experience. He's either gonna have the experience of playing Prem or Gloves or probably both. Uh, in which case he's a fantastic guy and we wish him all the best. As we are also sure. a uh, he's fantastic. I think he, a pro he, Dan Walker X Factor podcast. I think he's one of the you know, outside the Premier Division, I think he is one of the better talents around, isn't he? One I of the nicest he, blokes in Shropshire cricket, I'd I think. I think are really lucky to... Isn't, yeah. isn't, there another, the best. isn't there another bloke just off the top of our head that's moved to Shelton? Uh, uh, wicketkeeper as well. Well, loosely. Well, loosely. To be honest with you, he says he's a wicketkeeper, a batsman and a bowler. <laughs> and a slip fielder. Just stick to Tinder, mate. 
moving moving to Sentinel. Grinder, he's on Grinder. Oh, there we go. Him and Matt Archer. Speaking of Matt Archer, moving to moving to Sentinel. Oh no, not moving to Sentinel. Moving to Shelton Third Eleven. I don't know what you want me to say there, James. <laughs> so, so yeah, you've, you've questioned me about my move to Wem. Yeah. So, um, what 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 made the move possible for you? What happened? And wanted me to who, move. Who who approached you and, and sold it to you to go back to Shelton? Obviously, you were there previously. Well, did, did, it, first of all, fair play to whoever did because it's quite a long trek from Shelton to Telford. So, um, big no, who, move. Who, who, Come who, who cl- closer it, to home. Who was it that sold the move to you though? Because uh, I know you you. You've involved previously with the club, and it's yep. your it's your beginner club, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a straight answer to your question is nobody at the club sold it to me. I think the club sells itself at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think from when I left six years ago, um, we had little port cabins as changing rooms. Um, you know, the, the facilities have have been upgraded massively. Um, I think, although there's a lot of similar players there, I think. As a group, they've sort of matured. I think it's a better environment, a better culture, in my opinion. Um, I also think I've grown up, actually, in the last six years at Beacon as well. Um, and I think I would find it easier fitting into a, you know, a, a high division changing room, things like that. Um, but look, the facilities are fantastic. The pavilion you know, speaks for itself. You know, I'm sure you've been there. Um, and it, it looks like a different club, but with a lot of the same faces than, than when I left six the years best, ago. The best scoreboard in Shropshire cricket? Oh, I was just going to say, I think, I think Jamie now yeah. on the head when he said the club sells itself because the facilities they've got now are incredible. And the scoreboard, never known anything like it. it it's phenomenal. It, it, look, it looks fantastic. Look, yeah. I, I, it, yeah. look, it's, it's on it's, our doorstep as well, let's be honest. It, look, it's yeah. literally on his. It's, it, look, it's a 100-yard it's a walk from my house. I mean, look, let's not be around the bush. Beacon isn't a mile, million miles away, is it, either? You know, what, it's only a mile and a half away from A question house. I would ask you, though, Jamie, is, yeah. what, what is what are you looking for in this move? What's your, what are you looking for and what, where are you looking to progress your cricket? Because, obviously, uh, we've, we've been big admirers at Grasshoppers and signed you to play for Grasshoppers, or, you know, Sunday cricket and stuff like that. So what's your, what's your goal? What's your aim? I think I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30 in the middle of next season. Similar to you, I June think... June the 18th. June the 18th, yeah. Same day as England with Scotland and the... Uh, Paul oh, wow. Same, Paul same birthday as Paul McCartney. Fabio Not getting Capello any younger. Well. One last younger, big te- payday. But, well, yeah, I wish. Um, <laughs> back up, back on topic. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm 29, nearly 30. The first team were in the Premier Division. I think... I say we. I mean, I wasn't at the club last season, but we had a, a pretty solid season, mm-hmm. you know, last season in the Premier Division. Did very well, to be fair. Did very, very Did well. Very Some well. good players there. Um, and I feel I can I feel I can contribute. I feel I can contribute. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm extremely sad to leave Beacon. I've got an awful lot of friends there and Beacon is a fantastic club, you know, on and off the field. There's so many great people there. Um, and it was a tough decision, um, but it's something that I've probably had in the back of my mind for three years. Probably, look, look, probably a season or two. I mean, when they get the new pavilion and you think, I am Shelton boy, you know, it would be love. It would be lovely to to play there to experience mm. um, the the new facilities. And like you said, I mean, the school, yeah, the scoreboard is fantastic. Mm. Um, so, so obviously, you, you're hoping to be in the first, obviously. And yeah, there's no guarantees you, of that whatsoever. No, no, and if I was your first team, I, I would no. certainly pick you. But were you Thanks, to be Josh. in the second, would, would well, <laughs> how upset would you be? Because in a way that would be a backward step, because Beacon first division. Second. Um, no, I don't think upset is the right word. I think, look, 
A, we don't even know who the captain is for Shelton next season yet. No, we haven't had the AGM. I know obviously mm. Sammy Griff did it uh, this season um, initially as sort of a, a one-off with, with Mozza, um, with Matt Morris not doing it. I think the plan is for Moz to come back in 2021. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know if there's going to be discussions about that. Whether, does, does, I, does, as far as I'm aware, I think Mozza will, will, will be doing it. Does he, the captain have an impact on where you're going to be playing your cricket? Well, possibly, but I haven't particularly spoken in, in, in detail to, to both of those about my role. Um, I think everybody is selected on their merits now. I think if you look last season, um, Shelton did have a slightly youthful side. That's because it was a free hit. Mm-hmm. You know, one or two experienced, more experienced players didn't play yep. um, for whatever reason. You know, I don't know. I'm not privy to that. But I think whoever the captain is at Shelton now, um, you are picked on merit. Yeah. I do genuinely, genuinely okay, believe let's, well, let's, well, let's, let's, let's say I've this. Got to say, got... We have been saying this for some time on this podcast that Shelton have always been a couple of batsmen short. So I, I think it's a massive progression signing to good young batsmen. Yeah, I mean, look, I, th- I, th- I, think I, can f- I think I can fit in. Mm. I think I can fit in. We, we have said that they're perhaps a batsman or two short. Yeah. You mm. know, although I do see, sort of see myself as an all-rounder, I, I think batting is, is, my, is my strength. Yeah, definitely, um, from what I've seen. You probably get the gloves. <laughs> I probably won't get the gloves. No, I don't. No. Especially with Dan signing. Dan and Moz. Dan, Dan, Moz is a Dan. Ben Matthews did it this year. Got in your bloody team of the year, didn't Mate, he? Yeah. So fourth choice keeper, am I? I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Eleventh. Louis Arnold can keep fifth choice keeper. Yeah. Eleventh. Eleventh no. choice. So anyway, uh, Jamie's asked and begged so much that Shelton have taken him back in. And any other transfer uh, news, Jamie? Well, there is, James. Just to clarify, <laughs> I've not been approached by Shelton. Um, it was sort of mutual. mutual. Yeah, yeah, mutual. That's not, yeah. Um, <laughs> you've thrown me off topic there now. Uh, we'll move into Division 1. We've got a couple of transfers confirmed in Division 1. Um, Sam Roberts uh, has joined Have Wellington. we said Luke Thornton? Uh, no, but that will come on to the Birmingham League transfer roundup later on, James, because he's joined Shrewsbury. But he's left a Prem side? So. Signed for Birmingham. Oh, okay. Sorry. This, side, Sorry. this side of the table is right, James. <laughs> Don't try and tell Jamie his job. He does it very well. Go on. Uh, so we've got Sam Roberts, who a young wicketkeeper, uh, has joined Wellington from Ludlow. I don't know whether you played against him, Andy. Did he play for Ludlow against you? I don't know if I mean it's not someone. I'm to really... be honest with you, I, I I saw the transfer and I did have a look and think. Do I, I recognise him? Um, I haven't played Ludlow since the year before last. I okay. don't think he was playing. I'm I think he's sure. a young lad, so yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. It might be yeah. in the second team. You know, you know, we don't we don't know, do we really? Okay. Um, we've got another slightly surprising uh, transfer. Um, probably raised a few eyebrows, maybe around this table. Uh, Matt Batkin left Wellington, the Premier Division champions, to join St George's in Division One. Someone Very, you probably did play against uh, last year. Well, I mean, we spoke about it, didn't we, on the yeah. last podcast? We thought it was a joke rumour. We laughed mm. about him trying to get the full house of every team in Telford. It's 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 one of them where he's young, and as we keep we've just been saying about you know um, these youngsters can can you know take a backward step to progress a club, but very strange move. How old Wellington is he? How old is he? On the league. I'd say he's about 22, 23. No, yeah, it'd be about twenty three. Uh, and he's he's got ability, um, but uh, I, I mean I don't know what's going on 
That's an interesting one then, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I, 23. I genuinely, I, I, why would you move from a club who's just won, won the league? Obviously, I know it was a bit of a free-for-all season, but the two best teams in the end were in the final. And who's to say they're not the two best teams this year to maybe progress mm. into Birmingham League cricket? I think, I think you look at St George's and they are a team who got into Division 1 and I think that they don't want to stay there more than this one season. And I think... Getting a marquee signing like Matt Batkin. Okay, so they're having, is, they're having a bit of a go, are they, to try and get promotion? I would, I would say so. Uh, and the final confirmed signing we've got for a Division One side is Andy Flam, who has rejoined Boma oh, wow. um, mm. from All Scott. Probably not a massive surprise. Obviously, got a lot of friends yeah. and a lot of history at Boma. Why did he leave um, Boma in the first place? I could, you know, I've, he's always been a Boma boy, isn't he? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know yeah. if anyone around this table knows. It's not surprising, though. Not surprising. No, it's not surprising. He's, yeah, he's got friends yeah. there, and I mean, it bolsters Bowmere's side as well. You've got to look at you've got to look he at Bowmere in this. You know what? Though you look at you look at Division One, and now it's it's shaping up nicely. You've got four or five teams at the top of there that are going to be fighting for it, and it's like we said a lot of times before. Division One is a split division, isn't it? There's yeah half half the yeah, division yeah, yeah. will be yeah. going for the title. They'll all be around the same amount of points, and then you've got the re- the other half are all scrapping around to survive. James, that's the truest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I've said I'm the- shit at cricket. There've been a few more signings as well, haven't there, Jay? Yeah, I mean, speaking of Boma, um, Beacon Club stalwart Steve Rees, um, he left the club sort of towards the end of this season. Um, he's been confirmed uh, at Boma Heath. I understand he's going to be initially signing as a player. Um, but he will, I'm sure, over time, um, do some good work behind the scenes. He's obviously done a fantastic job at Beacon, you know, captain the club to four or five promotions. Um, I was going to say, that that is a massive, massive loss to Beacon, as far as I'm concerned, because to me, Steve Reese is Mr. Beacon. Yeah. He's, I think, built, I think, he's built them up over the years. Yeah, I think, I think it's possibly the biggest loss Beacon have had in... Well, he's built them from nowhere. They He started the club and... It, it did not take long for Beacon just to fly up the leagues, did it? It was very impressive the way they did. I, I didn't realise Steve played for Bowmere before, before he got well, nor did Beacon. I. Nor did yeah. I, actually. Nor, to, to nor, nor did I, until it was yeah. announced yeah. Um, in their quartet of signings. So as well as the signings of Andy Flan and Steve Rees, Bowmere have made two other signings of James Bellamy and Jane Rees. Our thoughts on those uh, on, on, on the quartet of signings, yeah, Andy? Well, well, Jamie, like, it, James obviously is a scorer. Isn't he? Uh, he's done a great job. Very good scorer. Yeah, yeah, done a real good job. At James Bowen is one of the best yeah. best scorers on the circuit. Um, but obviously, Jane, behind me, Jane, Jane Reese. Does she play cricket? Or because I've I've never known. I've, I know B can do softball and and the stuff out like the the women's cricket, which is fantastic. But is she a cricketer? Because they've obviously put her up in the in the quartet. I think on I, uh, social I, media. I so. can't speak for Jane. I like him speaking at the moment, but but I, th- I think Jane does a lot behind the scenes. Terms of the admin. Okay, I'm not sure the actual turning up on the pitch. I'm not sure. When I end. saw the court, you see, I I just assumed she actually played cricket. I've I've never never seen her play. So, but that's that's fantastic for Boma. I mean, I know what Steve the, the work Steve does. So obviously yeah, I mean, she's look, the, half as good. It'd be amazing. The, the pair of them will do a lot of work behind the scenes. I'm sure. You know, perhaps when they get their feet under the table a little bit, mm. um, they'll do a lot of work with, like you said, the women's softball, uh, the juniors as well. I mean, they built the Beacon juniors up from scratch, mm-hmm. as well as Steve building up the first team almost from scratch. Um, so they'll be massive assets. Yeah, yeah. so it's a Beacon's loss, Beacon's loss is Bowman's game. Yeah, I mean, as well as yeah. James Bellamy, you know, he's fantastic off the field. Yeah. Um, what does, you know, I mean, we've, we've you know, 
where where does this put Beacon? You know, losing losing a star player like Steve Rees and Marcus Clayton. So with all these departures from Beacon, where where do we see Beacon moving forwards? Um, I, I think I, I mean sorry, you're closer than I am, Jim. But mm. I think they've still got some very solid people on the committee there. I mean, Ray Collins is an absolute Fantastic. legend, legend of short cricket. As long as he's is he, is he chairman there. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So as long as he's got a, got a finger in there, I think you. I think you'll be. There's, right there. there's still a fantastic committee, a solid yeah. committee. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Ray, um, Alan Phillips as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Stato, Mike amazing. Turner. Yeah. Mike, um, um, yeah, Mike Turner yeah. in particular yeah. as well. You know, yeah. the three of those um, real club men, real stalwarts. Yeah. Exactly, and um, then they know how to run a club. They know? do, and Beacon will be absolutely fine. You know, Beacon yeah. are going yeah. nowhere. Yeah, Marcus Clayton um, has joined Lillyshaw, um, a key player for. Our second eleven mainly, um, you know, he lives in Telford, uh, has done for for a while now. He's been travelling. I think he said in. I think he said to me. He probably had a good season last year. Then didn't have to travel much. <laughs> no, the two, the twos had a decent <laughs> league, so don't worry about that, Joss. No, it was only us that had to travel to Telford every other bloody week. Anyway, um, yeah, Marcus will be a big loss to the twos all rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, patrols the boundary very well. Uh, yeah, Marcus will be a big loss. Um, you know, a key all-rounder for the twos. Real good personality. Is that a spell captaining the, the second mm-hmm. team as well as the midweek team? To be fair, obviously, seeing obviously the likes of Steve Reese leave, yourself leave. Yeah. Marcus is somebody that I've seen like indoor, uh, especially because I, I don't. Gun indoor, don't, Marcus. Don't play him on he's, a good, sat- he's a good cricketer. Well, because I don't play him with, with him on a Saturday or against him on a Saturday. I've seen the influence he has on the team. That, that's a lot of massive personalities gone from that. Marcus has got a, he's, Marcus has got a fantastic cricket brain. Mm. He's great for the youngsters. Um, you know, his assistant. Marcus for me could be in your want. From what I've seen of him, mm. he could, could yeah, be in your yeah, want. Steady yeah, cricketer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't disagree with that. Steady um, cricketer. Yeah. You know, he's great for the youngsters, particularly. You know, with we had uh, obviously friend of of yourselves, um, Adam Whitrick was captain last season. Um, new to it, um, having Marcus as his. You know, by his side was was really good for him, mm. um, and he's been great with the youngsters. He's been great with me, Marcus, as well. Actually, you know, since I since I joined the club six years ago, mm. um, he's you know he's lived in Telford a long time. I think he's just mm. a little bit of the travelling now, um, and he's moved he's moved to Lillyshaw. Moving moving away from the centre, and we've got a few more transfers, Jamie. Yeah, we've got one more confirmed transfer in the Shropshire League, and that is a return to Brosley for Ash Postens, um, someone who got a lot of runs. In 2000, where are we? 2019. Yeah, quality. I played against him. Great, great player. Great. Um, so he has returned, and that is a massive asset for mm, Brosley. Yeah, isn't absolutely. It? There, there is chat that Osborne and Rogerson may be leaving. So, who have they been linked with? Well, linked with moves, from what I've heard. That wasn't what I asked. How come our, our um, so is that a transfer rumour expert doesn't know rumours? Um, so I, probably away, sh- I probably should know the amount of time I spent in Telford last season. Taking your finger off the poles. <laughs> good, good luck. I get that by the way. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's all we've got for the Shropshire confirmed, Shropshire League confirmed transfers. Uh, we do have a little roundup for the Birmingham League. I don't know whether you've touched on these uh, in your Birmingham League podcast, James, because up to three new signings for Shrewsbury. Again, I don't know whether Will and, and Swifty mentioned them to you. Uh, James Weir has joined from Whitchurch. Um, Luke Thornton, which I think we touched upon earlier, mm. has joined from all Scott. Fantastic young all-rounder. Really, really good prospect there. Um, and Alfie Hollyhead, who has joined from Ludlow. It's not somebody that I'm aware of. 
Um, yeah, from from what I've heard, apparently their few seem as short and. I think there was times last season when the first eleven needed an extra seamer, and okay. if they took an extra seamer at the second eleven, that it left they felt that it left the second eleven short, so they're bolstering their seamer attack for players who were going to play two in that two slash ones I position. Think, I mean, Luke, Luke Thornton will certainly certainly someone who will have his eye on the first team. Him and him and his brother Bradley, yeah, you know, absolutely. good good friends of the podcast. Yeah, I, I think in particular, yeah, those two will have their eye on the first team. But as I said, you probably know a lot more me James with your new friends uh, and then we have got uh, a final transfer uh, confirmed for Oswestry which is uh, a friend of mine uh, Ryan Lockley after long and strenuous negotiations he has joined Oswestry for what I understand <laughs> is a small uh, petrol fee congratulations lockers <laughs> and that can't wait put, for your wedding <laughs> I mean it, it puts to bed all the uh, transfer room. Whenever we put a transfer room thing up, everyone always puts his name across, don't they? So um, that that is a change. And it also puts to bed, if I may, may add, um, Ryan Lockley to Beacon in 2021, probably maybe 2022. That is probably not going to happen now. Well, you, were you never know. Which, I don't know who I don't know who you was promoting know. that one, but that's that's probably not going to happen now. You never know. <laughs> you, you never, never know. know. You never know in Shropshire cricket. But anyway, let's move on to our final segment. But anyway, that's uh, that brings an end to our podcast. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. And it's been, well, it's been a tough year. One of the things that we kind of forgot to mention is obviously that there's going to be a vaccine that's going to be coming in. And hopefully we will see a proper season of cricket next year. We will continue with more episodes moving forwards. We've got the Kyle Corner Golf Day and a lot of other things so please continue to support the podcast by liking sharing and subscribing and sharing i was just going to say james the cow corner jumpers are absolutely magnificent i've got so much absolutely, time for them. are yeah, they are these yeah. for sale these ones no that we've we've got two which are we going to be putting up for competition okay if they were for sale i'd buy one i would as well and i would genuinely recommend to enter this competition then they're fantastic honestly i'm not even joking they're fantastic i love them yeah and they're that good they got one to fit Andy <laughs> and on that note we'll say goodnight so thank you very much for listening as always this has been the Cow Corner Podcast Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.